Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. Right, quarterfinal preview, Novak Djokovic versus Yannick Sinner, Wimbledon 2022. It's going to be a great match now. A lot of people thought it would be Novak Djokovic versus Carlos Alcaraz. Um, it's pretty ironic because at Roland Garros, a lot of people thought it would be Rafa Nadal versus Carlos Alcaraz in the semifinals. And at this stage, they thought it would be Novak Djokovic versus Carlos Alcaraz now. I'm going to say something before we get into the video about Carlos Alcaraz, like a very quick, quick, like 20 seconds on him. He's only 19, right? He's just turned 19. So if anyone thinks he's overhyped, etc., look, I, I think he's clearly a quality player. He's a top 10 player. He's already won Masters tournaments. I think he will get there, uh, no doubt. I don't. I personally don't think he'll win a Grand Slam this year, but maybe he proves me wrong at the US. But next year, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it might even be the year after. Who knows? It might be a few years. But either way, this guy's going to be a, a contender. Uh, so, look, you know, don't think just because a couple of losses, people are too used to the big three with Federer and, and, and Djokovic and Nadal. These guys are... I don't think these guys are going to win 20 slams. I think we are heading into a different era of tennis, and I'm excited for it but we also need to manage our expectations for all players. That's just my view on it. That was 20 seconds. Apologies. Right, <laughs> before we get into it, remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new, of course. If you're a podcast listener or watcher, remember to leave a rating review. Follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff. Right. Okay, enough of that. Djokovic versus Sinner. Head-to-head -head is only 1-0, by the way. So they've only played each other once, which is on the clay in Monte Carlo. Djokovic won the straight sets. So not really much to go on. It's grass. It's a completely different surface. Yannick Sinner came into Wimbledon with an 0-4 record. He's now 4-4. Pretty impressive, eh? Pretty impressive. I have been extremely impressed with his form, especially given an Eastbourne this year. He lost in the first round to Tommy Paul, and I pretty much wrote him off, really. He wasn't in my power rankings. I didn't think he'd be doing much at Wimbledon. I thought, look, when I saw that he'd be playing Isner, I thought, is this going to win that? Or it might be Murray. I was like, Murray's going to win that. Either way, I didn't see him going through. He went through and played... Not only did he go through, he played some really good tennis. Returning Isner's serve like it was not Isner's serve. And he's adapted really well to the grass. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about Sinner first, just about how his campaign's been. Then we're going to talk about Djokovic because I think... Look, a lot of people know what Djokovic is about. We're going to touch upon that. And then I'm going to talk about how the styles gel and what that might mean for the quarterfinal. I'll give you my prediction as well. And then we'll wrap it up. Right, so Sinner. Before we get into, I guess, his results at Wimbledon so far, I want to talk about his coaching setup. Darren Kale's come in, of course, who was the coach for Simona Halep, and they've been working on specific ground well, specific grass court tactics during Wimbledon. Uh, and so he's working with him just over the period of Wimbledon. It might extend. Sinner seems like the type of person who's going to be a sponge. He's going to try and learn as much as possible, try and improve as much as he can. And I think that's been pretty evident because, uh, you know, going on what we saw in 2020, 2021, the serve was clearly an underpowered weakness that he had in his arsenal. Now it's definitely bulked up. The speeds are up for sure. 
He, he's regularly pushing beyond the 120 mile per hour mark. And not just that, he's hitting his spots better. And that was evident against Carlos Alcaraz, where he played, of course, a fantastic match, winning in four sets. Not just that, but I think he is looking pretty comfortable moving on the surface. And that is the biggest plus for me because whenever it comes to playing on the grass, because it's such a short period of time on the calendar, for me, what I look out for most is how everyone's moving. How are you moving? I went to Queens for the semifinals and I saw Berrettini moving like a lot better than I've seen in the past. Of course, we had the final of Wimbledon, but I was just thinking, look, he's moving really well, though, generally. Of course, he unfortunately couldn't participate and who knows how far he would have gone. But look, I think for Sinner, it's a really positive sign about how he played against Carlos Alcaraz because from the back of the court, he wasn't losing in the back of the court exchanges from the baseline. Uh, and look, we all know how good and how potent Carlos Alcaraz is, not just generally, you know, with, I guess, his, his drop shots and his lobs and you know, the forehand, pretty much everything, to be honest with you. He seems to be able to hurt you with a lot of different aspects of his game. But I think on the grass, maybe he feels a little bit rushed. Of course, he didn't have any practice whatsoever. I know Sinner has had a little bit, although he lost those matches. But he would have been practicing on the grass for longer as well. And I think that definitely came into effect during the match. Uh, but Sinner has to be given a lot of credit for how he played because I think defensively he was fantastic. Uh, he won the backhand to backhand exchanges, especially going into out on the forehand side and then really, I guess, hammering away at that backhand. And Alcraz sliced a lot. And I think the, the floaty slice that he was hitting a lot of the times wasn't particularly potent. And Sinner then would step in and was pretty, pretty aggressive, to be honest with you, which was good. Proactive came to the net, won quite a few points, a large portion of points at the net as well. So. For him, there's a lot of positives to take from the Alcaraz match, uh, and then we'll talk. I'll talk a little bit about how that puts him, uh, I guess, against Djokovic. But yeah, you can see there as well. I'm just going to go through the run through Wimbledon so far. So first round against Vavrinka, of course, a, a veteran, really a shadow of the player he once was, but still a danger. Beating him in four sets was a good one. Uh, Imer again, like a, a pretty dangerous player, Swedish, and. Uh, he plays pretty well on the grass. Uh, so to beat him in four sets, again, a pretty solid victory. One that really stands out, of course, is the one that I mentioned, which is John Isner. And I thought he played really well. Returning was sublime. And I think it's something to to bear in mind, I think, when we talk about the Djokovic cons- uh, discussion. And then Alcaraz was, yeah, again, a quality display from a quality player. Okay, let's talk about Novak and how he's been looking. So Sinner, we've said, looking pretty damn good. Let's talk about Yannick Sinner. So for Yannick Sinner, it's sorry for Novak Djokovic. Even for Novak Djokovic, it's been a a different sort of tournament. A tournament where really he hasn't been challenged much at all. Yes, he lost uh, a set against Quan in the first round, but then at the U.S. Open, he lost uh, the first set of every single match um, and made the final. So you know, I don't really look into that too much. And it's Kokanakis. He turned it up a little bit. He did. Kokonakas played really poorly, to be fair, but he was very, very, very solid. Djokovic, and I thought, was pretty, pretty good uh, throughout, to be honest with you. And everything just seems to be working efficiently, I think, is the right way of putting it. I think that's what's been so impressive about his game. It's not necessarily, um, yeah, not necessarily kind of how well everything's been going and and how 
you know, he's been able to blow people away, etc. I think it's more to do with how good has he been? And I think he's been really, really solid. And that's a positive. That's a real, real positive for me because when I look at, say, how he was at Roland Garros, I think it took him longer to get into it. And that makes sense because he hadn't had a lot of matches, uh, I guess, coming into the Roland Garros, despite obviously playing a lot of clay court tennis. Now, at Wimbledon, he played no grass court matches before entering the tournament. He just basically came in cold. He played a couple of exhibitions against Felix. I think he only played one, actually, against Felix. And that was it. And Felix didn't play particularly well, so that probably wasn't a good gauge of where his game was at. Uh, a lot of like bad serving spots from the Canadian, who then, of course, <laughs> fell early anyway in the first round to Cressy. Uh, but Djokovic, yeah, being Kokonakas and then Katmanovic, a very solid performance, a six love, a bagel in there as well to boot. And then Van Rittevin, uh, that was a test. That was a test. It really was uh, a couple of days ago. And he came through it fine. Uh, again, like he just, he does what needs to be done, Djokovic. And he's a type of player who he will keep a little bit in the tank because he wants to peak for uh, the latter stages of the tournament. And this is it now, quarterfinal stage. Sin is dangerous. He, he will push himself now. And he might even think, and maybe he won't think this, but I would be thinking, okay, well, I'm, if I win this, I'm probably gonna I'm gonna face Cam Nori or David Goffin. They're probably an easier match than Sinner, so I need to really exert myself in this match. And then, who knows in the semi-finals, it may even be easy if I get if I then get through the quarterfinals. So, how do the styles match up? I guess, and what do we need to look out for? So. For me, the biggest thing, I guess we can talk about it first because I feel like it's evident in all matchups and it's probably the first thing people think of is the serve return dynamic. And Sinner, as I said, has bulked up the serve. It's definitely looking more potent. Now, Djokovic, though, has, and we know, is probably, what, the best returner ever, uh, if not arguably the, the best returner ever. Now, I'm not really sure how much success... Yannick Sinner is going to have with his serve. But Carlos Alcaraz is pretty good at being able to retrieve balls, and I think his return is pretty good as well. But in saying that, I'm not 100% sold on how well Yannick Sinner is going to be able to hold Djokovic at bay. So we shall see how that one pans out. I think if he serves like how he did in spots against... Um, Carlos Alcaraz, then I think he's got a great, great chance of at least giving himself the best possible chance anyway to hold serve. Then it's going to be, how does he back it up? I think he backed up really well against Alcaraz, and I think he's going to have to be a little bit brave, and he may be slightly scared to come to the net because, yeah, Alcaraz is great at passing people at the net, but Djokovic is arguably one of the best on tour. So, especially on the backhand side, uh, he might even have to try and approach Djokovic on the forehand side, uh, and then Djokovic most likely will try and go cross court with a pass for an, with a acute angle, and then maybe he needs to read that uh, and anticipate that Yannick's in it. So we'll see, we'll see how that dynamic works. And then if we look at Djokovic's serve against Yannick Sinner, now his serve and I mean what was serve stats against Van uh, Rittemann? Actually, let me have a quick look. I mean, 63% of first serves in, 75% first serve points won, 69% second serve points won. I mean, look, it's solid, isn't it? I mean, it's solid. It is. Um, 
90% of net points one is really impressive, 18 out of 20. Djokovic will try and shorten the points. He won't want to get dragged into a nutritional warfare with Yannick Sinner. I mean, he won't. He won't. He will try and, and serve, and he may even serve in volley at times, uh, but he will try and dictate from ball one, I would assume, and if he needs to defend, he'll defend deep down the middle, try and give Sinner absolutely no angle to work with. Sinner, of course, we saw a number of fantastic running forehands against Alcaraz, and his balance, I think, and his ability to get around the court is phenomenal, so Djokovic will be trying to enforce, you know, just... I, He'll try and enforce a completely clean game, which then forces Sinner into uncomfortable positions and maybe Sinner trying to go for too much, which then will lead to errors. I think that's kind of how I view it. Now, Sinner was extremely good in the backhand-to-backhand exchanges with Alcaraz. This is going to be such a key dynamic, I feel like, in this quarterfinal. How does Sinner's backhand hold up against Djokovic? Because... Honestly, I think one of the only players on tour that I feel like is able to win the backhand-to-backhand exchanges with Djokovic is Alexander Zverev. Uh, And he has done it on a number of occasions. Probably the only player that is able to stay with Djokovic in the backhand-to-backhand exchanges. But Sinner kept up with Zverev. Uh, I think it was in Monte Carlo in the backhand-to-backhand exchanges. Now, that to me signals that Sinner is if not at the Zverev level, he's very close. That means he may be able to extract some points on that side in that rally because I'm just thinking, or would he prefer to go forehand to forehand? Now, Sinner's forehand, not so much worse than his backhand, maybe slightly more erratic. Djokovic's forehand is actually probably weaker than his backhand in terms of the shot, well, the shot tolerance and also the different looks and acceleration through it that he's able to generate. So, and time, I guess, and pure timing really is the main, main question, main thing as well to, to highlight. So, yeah, I think for me, Sinner, it's going to be a tough day's work for Yannick Sinner. It will, because Djokovic on the grass as well moves so, so sleekly, moves around beautifully on the grass and, it's a quick surface. It's just, it suits his game so much. Uh, he likes how, uh, you know, he's able to, I guess, still defend incredibly well on such a quick surface, but also uh, then offensively as well. Uh, he's in a position to actually serve into his, his service spots. And will Sinner be able to return? Now, if Sinner returns like Hoding against Isner, then Djokovic has a problem because actually, Sinner will be able to get the ball back deep into court. And if you can nullify Djokovic's if you can nullify Djokovic's ability to hit big off the one plus shot, off the serve one plus shot, then that is definitely a massive plus because it means that Sinner will be able to get into the Djokovic service games a lot easier. And that and then of course that will alleviate the pressure on him when he's serving. Uh, that is. So I think. Yeah, it's going to be extremely intriguing now to see just just how the whole dynamic works. And is Sinner going to come to net as much as he did against Alcaraz? Because, or is he going to be scared to do so because he thinks he might get passed? 
Is he going to be able to serve in his spots? If he's going to be able to consistently serve at that speed, it remains to be seen. But if he pieces it all together and he's playing some really, really good tennis, Yannick Zinner, I wouldn't be surprised if he is able to at least take a set off Novak Djokovic. I'm not saying that he'll be able to win it, uh, but I'm well, he could win it. But as in, I, I'm saying in terms of my prediction, I'm going for Djokovic in four. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, also, I guess how the errors, the winners to errors ratio as well. Yannick Sinner hits a lot of winners, uh, but he, he also hits his fair share of errors. And I feel like Djokovic will, I mean, he'll extract what the weaknesses are and uh, he'll then calculate it, put it in his brain computer and then just say, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to do X, Y, and Z. So to, you know, to combat this and then to, to beat your opponent. So, yeah, very intriguing one. Let me know what you think. Uh, how many sets do you think is going to go? Who do you think is going to win? I've gone for Djokovic in four sets. I think Yannick Sinner, though, if he plays like how he's playing against Alcaraz, he's got a very, very good chance of at least taking it to five. Uh, but it's, the question is going to be, is he able to continue at that level, you know, consistently for more than a set? I'm not sure. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, right, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Remember to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. Thank you so much. Let me know what your predictions are, what your thoughts are as well on the matchup, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much.